the Studio Interviews. I'm your host, Diana Brown. And as always, Dan Wilson is with us on the board, making everything beautiful. Now, today our guests uh, are diverse, and one of them possesses a true expertise with a bullwhip, while the other one can be found merrily messing with a bunch of clowns. And no, we're not talking politics here today. This time we're getting naughty and body and having a great deal of fun with two of the leading ladies of the new burlesque stages. Please join me in welcoming Honey Lawless and Dottie Lux. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having us. It is mm-hmm. our pleasure to have you and just know at home in the pri- or wherever you are in the privacy of your uh, iPod or other device, people are applauding and wishing they were here with yeah. you right now. <laughs> now, I have to say, your careers are outrageous, honey. Uh, as far as I understand, you started dancing at the age of four. I did. I was actually trained in classical ballet, um, and I did ballet all the way through uh, till college, actually. Fabulous. And uh, But you have an inspiration from a, a pop culture phenomenon, we understand. I did. I was an eight-track 70s kid, and yeah. let me tell you, I loved solid gold. I really, really wanted to be a solid gold dancer. <laughs> and now you are. <laughs> well, oh, at yeah. least in our hearts, anyway, that's for sure. Now, you were 14 when your uh, dance instructor pulled you aside and laid some heavy news on you. He let me know that um, due to puberty, I was really never going to make it in the in the fabulous world of classical ballet unless I developed a better smoking habit and anorexia. <laughs> um, and so, unfortunately, I really love food. Um, and so I took a turn towards jazz dance. I still took ballet, but my dreams of, of making it on the big stage were squashed at that point. That's not easy. But you certainly uh, made some gold out of that situation. And I love in your bio you say you uh, moved toward a more breast-positive dance opportunity. I did. I actually moved into, um, at, the, at 18, right after I left home, um, I moved into go-go dance as a way of paying for college. Right on. Um, and so I, I was locked in lots of cages and, um, <laughs> and embraced my feminine side and, and, and shook my moneymaker because in that case I really was trying to make some money. That's fabulous. Now, Dottie uh, came in the room and is right now sporting some of her trademark polka dots, and she is truly <laughs> a girl on the go. According to the Boston Globe, uh, when you're looking at Dottie, the entertainment just never lets up. And this is very true. She's come from uh, shows the past few evenings, and in a few minutes, she's going to rush across town to do uh, a show on the main stage at the Pride Celebration. Very exciting. I would think it is. <laughs> now, want to tell us a little bit about what people can see over at the Pride Celebration. Should they be lucky enough to catch you today? I'm, I'm actually being, today I am uh, not doing some of my own choreographed work. I'll be a backup dancer for Hecklina, who um, started Tranny Shack yes, here in San Francisco. Um, it's so fun. I moved here from New York six months ago, and I'm a backup dancer for Hecklina. It's very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> now, I understand Hecklina actually allowed Tranny Shack to be franchised in New York. Uh, there, there are some shows there as well, yeah. Very cool. Yes. Now, you two, you work together as well, and please tell us the name of that show we can find you on. I produced um, Red Hot's Burlesque, which is a bi-coastal show. We had shows in New York for seven years, and now we're here to bring it to the the Fog City. (laughs) And Honey Lawless has been a great supporter of Red Hot's Burlesque since I brought it here. And I am honored to have her on um, our stage whenever she's available. 
<laughs> well, we're honored to have you both here today. We can't say it enough. It's kind of exciting, too, the stars of burlesque right here in our own studio. I know Dan Wilson was having an interesting conversation, I believe, with you, honey, about what, uh, what brought us the resurgence of burlesque. Why is it becoming so popular? So if you could recap that a little bit. Why do you think burlesque has found a new home in this day and age? You know, I... I I struggle with the answer at times, but I think ultimately, I think the neo-burlesque movement really took off for a variety of reasons. I mean, one, I do believe that it's a it's been a great means for women to really feel empowered and embrace their femininity. Definitely. And really embrace their sexuality in a different way. I mean, I think that, you know, there was, a, with the women's lib movement and women um, wanting to be perceived as equals, a lot of, in a lot of ways, sexuality was sort of taken out of women. That's definitely true. And, and I, I think. I definitely grew up with that. Yes. And I think that for our generation, it was really about embracing and really loving yourself as a woman and, and really embracing your sexual side and being comfortable with who you are um, and bringing sensuality and sexuality to the stage. Um, and I think for me personally, I mean, as, as a kid that grew up in the punk rock movement, yeah, I think that ultimately burlesque has also provided a very cheap means of entertainment, meaning that I think that in times when there's economic strife, we turn to cheaper forms of entertainment and punk rock, going to a punk rock show for a few bucks and seeing a few bands with your friends has been, was always this great way of being entertained. I think for burlesque, burlesque continues to be sort of a barroom um, activity. It still has not really like been on top of the bigger stages the bigger theaters quite yet Um, and so right now as we're really struggling um, with our economic crisis in the U.S. (laughs) I think that burlesque is booming more than ever because financially people can afford this form of entertainment and it's great entertainment I mean the nice part about all of this is that all of these women we all bring our own flavor we all bring sexuality sensuality comedy wit intelligence um, and all in different packages. And I think it's just people are really getting a lot of bang for their buck. They're getting this great variety that you just don't get anywhere else. Fabulous. And I think that's how burlesque started, too. I mean, it, it started as a parody for the upper class. Instead yes. of going to see the ballet, we're going to make fun of the ballet um, for a a fraction of the cost, you know, <laughs> the opera, etc. Um, and perhaps and what's with a great funnier, more heart. Yeah, what's funnier than nudity, right? Yeah. <laughs> nudity and comedy. Depends on who you're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> now, are there um, some misconceptions about burlesque that you would like to dispel? Um, I, can, I can go ahead, it, Dottie. Um, <laughs> I think that burlesque, as people see it now, I don't think there's so much the struggle of what's the difference between burlesque and stripping. I think what right. pe- what people think of now as burlesque is the um, the burlesque performers that you see on television and in magazines and, and stuff stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, which are not the people that um, that I'm taught that I would consider myself a part of, but more of the people who um, take the word, um, because the burlesque the word burlesque is so popular. Yes. Um, if we have millions of dollars, let's slap that word on there and and make it our own and. I think that um, without naming names, <laughs> there are certain performers out there who have um, $30,000 props. And if you're a burlesque performer, a $30,000 prop is not what you have. It's what your debt looks like. Yeah. <laughs> True. And, um, so burlesque is a whole lifestyle in a way. I mean... No, I'm not saying you're all living in poverty, but it's a. It's an <laughs> you aesthetic. could say that. Yeah, you <laughs> could definitely. Say that. Well, independent artists in the Bay Area. 
us all unite around There's that very one. few of us ready to quit our day jobs. Well, and, and they're fantastic. All, yeah. And and I and I did not have a day job in New York when I worked there. I decided five years but while I was living there five years before I left that I was not going to have a day job and that burlesque was going to be my day job and it was for a number of years and now I'm here and uh and you're doing a little rebuilding uh, yeah again. of course of course and you know I went into that money that I saved from New York and <laughs> and, and it's it should never be about money. Burlesque is not about money. It's about um, expression uh, and a way to get your art form out there. Burlesque is, you know, mixed with the classic boas and garter belts with drag performance, with performance art, Karen Finley, that sort of thing. Fantastic. M mixed, okay. Mixed with just about anything that you could think of, sideshow performance. If you play ukulele, you can be a burlesque performer. If you know how to jump rope, you can be a burlesque performer. Whatever you are, you can put it on a stage and you may or, you know, you, you can or you cannot take your clothes off. And okay. burlesque does not necessarily have to mean that. It can mean I'm not wearing anything except for blood, which is an act that I have. I come out nothing and fake blood, and I create a number around that. Or you can be wearing a costume that you spent painstaking hours sewing sequins onto. And I wish so. our guests could uh, see you right now because you are just a vision of <laughs> red shiny sequins with the most lovely glittery glamorous makeup. I'm sure Hecklina will be very proud of your own makeup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess what I want to ask you next is if there are people listening who have a Jones, an idea, they've always wanted to try this, what would you say to them? What would be your, uh, your little message to aspiring burlesque? I always say become a fan. That's how I started. That's how burlesque performers who started the movement, um, bef like that I learned from. They learned from being fans. We all learn from being fans. Support the community. Support the people around you. Learn everything you can, and um, speak to a producer nicely. And I'm sure they'll let you on the stage. <laughs> now, honey, you were doing a great deal to support uh, burlesque in the Bay Area, and recently sure. you. You uh, took a little bit of step back from producing and, and PR. We know you are quite the PR queen. Uh, it, <laughs> it's you. even in her bio. And believe me, we all wish we could afford to hire her to promote our <laughs> things. But you took a little step back because you're full on focusing on your performing career now. That's right. I was actually working with a troupe for quite a while. Um, and I think that, as the saying goes in our community, herding cats gets exhausting. <laughs> um, and, you know, I have a lot of love for the woman that I've worked with, um, but I really felt like I had an artistic vision for myself that was really going to be better served by going solo. Um, and I also just found working with a troupe as well as producing a monthly show, I mean, Dottie probably can attest to this, it's exhausting. It's of a course. lot of work. Um, and I felt you like I... You should have clones like Dan Wilson has. We're all convinced there are about 20 of him running around because of the things he does. I could use a Dan Wilson. But we could all use a Dan <laughs> Wilson, honey. A Dan Wilson. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you, but please go on. Yeah, no, I mean, I just think that I really needed to... It was time for me to sort of take myself to the next level and really see where that what that would look like. I actually had a different start than Dottie. I mean, as, I, as we met, talked about earlier, sure. I, I was trained in, in, in dance. 
Um, I actually had no idea what burlesque was at any level whatsoever. And I had a friend that was all of a sudden starting a troupe and I didn't know anything about it. And then she knew I knew dance and invited me to choreograph. And I had never even seen a burlesque show. Open-handed into the void. <laughs> and I just, I did a little research um, by um, YouTubing burlesque and looking what was on there. I was kind of horrified at some level. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, then it's YouTube. And, then <laughs> I, and so then I thought, you know what, I'm going to go back to my own sort of roots of what I love, which is I have always been a huge fan of vaudeville and cabaret. And so I went back and watched all my old favorite movies. Um, and then I choreographed based on that. Um, and so, again, sight unseen, I'd never even seen a burlesque show until I was actually in one. Um, and so I had a really kind of bizarre history with this. Um, and so for me, I started out with a troupe. I never had the experience of doing this on my own. And so that was really what I wanted to get back to is really okay. testing the waters as a solo performer and really just letting, I've been a very strong comedic force behind um, the troupe that I worked with. And I really wanted to utilize that in, in a solo sort of way. I think that's why I've always been attracted to the, um, what Dottie does in terms of Red Hot's burlesque, because I feel like we both really embrace being funny. We <laughs> like being funny. Funny is um, good. Or challenging or thought-provoking. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I have noticed about San Francisco burlesque versus um, other burlesque that I've seen is that maybe because um, the general population is so strange and weird and psychedelic. And it's hard to do anything shocking here. But, but <laughs> or, not, uh, not only that, your uh, inclination with burlesque is to go against the grain. Okay. So if you're put in boxes, like New York is a conservative town for all of its you know liberal thinking. Sure. It, there's a lot of people who work in boxes, who live in boxes, and, ex <laughs> and exist that way. So there's a lot of breaking through that. And in San Francisco, okay. I've noticed a lot of adorable and cute performances, which is not a negative judgment. It's just something that I've noticed. And I encourage all of those cute people to think about um, something a little bit more dangerous because I think that you can be cute and dangerous. I mean, I'm a, I'm a clown who sometimes wields a knife. I mean, not my fault. I'm cute and dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> So you're a cutie with an edge. No, what can you do? <laughs> <laughs> now, um, honey, you uh, you were a solo artist as a dancer, and so this is a real full circle that you've come, um, and you did cite some of your influences. Do you want to share with us so people can go and find some of these movies? that you said you went back and looked at and were kind oh, of some gosh. of your inspiration? You know, to be honest with you, one of the first movies I pulled out, and most people don't know this one, is Cover Girls with uh, Rita Hayworth, Gene Kelly, of Fred course. Astaire. Um, that one, frankly, was because it was about burlesque, and I thought, you know, I want to check this one out. Um, that movie is just so fabulous. The dancing is just phenomenal. Um, I, I watched Funny Girl again. Um, just because I wanted to see some of the, and I watched a lot of old Lucille Ball. Okay. Um, I actually pulled out old Abbott and Costello. Um, I really just wanted to look at just some of the origins of vaudeville, Gracie um, and George. Sure. Um, you know, really trying to just hone into, for me, I know how to dance. It was, I didn't know I could do comedy. I never had any clue that I was actually funny. Um, now that's other than, in and of yeah. itself. Um, I mean, you know, a few beers later in a bar with my friends, I think I'm hysterical, yeah, but we all. I never knew I could be funny on a stage. Um, <laughs> and it's been, I've been really embracing that side of me. Oh, that's fantastic. And so you both bring that humor as well as that sexuality and that, that sense of femininity that, uh, 
I think it's great that women are reclaiming that. I I, I could see you teaching classes to just average people. And I ha- yeah, and it and it's a great experience. That's that's actually where I have found my most rewarding experiences is to um, going to groups of uh, 20 women or so or and I've also spoken at uh, Bard College as well as at NYU and it's just people who um, might be shy or um, conservative or 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 they are really open with themselves but only when nobody's watching sort of thing um, and to hear their stories and to work with them. I mean, a huge part of being a burlesque performer is at least appearing to have an enormous amount of self-esteem. Absolutely. And um, if you start acting some way, you begin to feel that way. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it, exactly. So if you if you can start encouraging um People, I'm not going to say women only because everybody struggles with feelings of I'm not good enough. Oh, absolutely, if, yeah. If you just start pumping everybody full of enough air, <laughs> 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 their outlook begins to um, change. And not in a not in a Tyra Banks, I'm going to wear my fat suit and walk around the street type of way, <laughs> but in a, in a way where it's like, you don't need, you can be anything, you can look like anything. And that's what burlesque really embraces is that, you know, you might feel that um, that there, that person sitting in that chair right there is looking at your flesh <clears throat> and thinks that you look repulsive. You might think that they think that. And even if they do, there is a person sitting to their left and a person sitting to their right that are losing themselves over whatever it is that you have to offer. Everybody has different tastes. We all know that. And burlesque really allows people to embrace everything about them that makes them feel um, sexy or exciting or funny. Um, So you can watch movies like A Funny Girl and and get that uh, classic style. Um, Or you can watch John Waters films and get inspired. You can, you know, whatever it is that you think of. If you think NASCAR racing is the hottest thing ever, work it into a burlesque routine. You know, that is brilliant. Just work it out, girl. <laughs> well, of course, um, anyone listening might be reminded, as I was when I came uh, through the door this morning, thinking about talking to you, lovelies, that um, of course Gypsy Rose Lee, worth thinking, and the uh, that great comedy number, you gotta have a gimmick. Mm-hmm. So, the Lady of Burlesque, what a great film, Barbara Stanwyck. Yeah, oh, that was based yes. on her book. That was also, um, wasn't she in a movie called uh, The G-String Murders? Th- that the Lady of Burlesque was based on her book, The G-String Murders. Oh, there you go. Yeah. See. Yeah, got experts in the room, and I think I think that that's the real burlesque scene. It's like who's killing all these broads, right? Yeah, (laughs) we're all dropping dead. Hilarious (laughs) song in there. Take it off the E string, play it on on the the G G string. string. Absolutely, (laughs) I love it. And, And and you know if you look. I love Barbara Stanwyck. Can she really sing and dance? Not so much. But boy, does she work a stage. Yes. I mean, she's a ballsy broad, and you believe in her when she's up there doing it. Absolutely. And someone like Betty Page, a pinup and burlesque icon. Sure. If you look at her, any any of her moving pictures. She can't move. She cannot. (laughs) Really? That woman is not graceful. Graceful just did not 
come close to her like upbringing at all. Like, and that is inspirational. Yeah. I I can't even oh like I walking upstairs is a huge challenge. If there's something <laughs> precariously like leaned over, I'm gonna knock it over. So that is uh, she was a, a a great inspiration as far as like I can be fabulous and I can dance with my face because that's what she did yeah. it's true she danced with her face now you were talking before we began the interview a little bit about um how all of us performers on some degree are actually very shy individuals and awkward and in that regard and comics are usually very sad and depressed Yo. individuals so we really are taking the better parts of ourselves i guess and and that's really what we're seeing with you guys and bringing those to the fore and giving that a chance to live. Absolutely. And if you want a forum to work out your inner demons, here's a for forum to work out your inner demons, you know? And I think um, that's why uh, people like like myself and like Honey that are attracted to this, um, this forum, this channel, is because it's so open. It's so open to anything. You can be into dance and, and, and movement, or you can be into, you know, a, a pantomime or a eating I eat on stage as much as I possibly can <laughs> <laughs> so I just um it's it's been a, it's a great thing to be a part of and I am honored to have met honey because she ha has enormous uh, beautiful energy and uh, that she does yeah oh, thanks y'all hey, you talked about uh, discovering you're funny you want to share a little bit about us the first time you were on stage and you got that first real laugh and you went oh, I'm funny Gosh, well, I, one of the first numbers I ever wrote was to Louis Jordan. Is a I'm a huge fan. I of Louis adore Jordan. Louis Jordan. So I wrote this um, choo choo number, and there's a part of the song where the piano starts playing, and I have my partner and I literally start sort of bopping up and down like the train just started moving, like we're on an actual train, and the audience just started to go wild, <laughs> and I was just like. Wow, I, and I and you know it's like it was like this little bit that I didn't even think of would be cute or funny. I didn't even know if people would get it, um, and then you realize no, they totally got it, and they're totally with you. And I think the biggest piece of the funny, I think you know, and I, I body probably probably experiences this as well. It's just you you just the audience feels like more than just your fans. It's like all all of a sudden you've got this like huge like group of people that are really supporting and cheering you on. Like it's such a supportive atmosphere. It does not feel like this world of critics. It feels like this world of like people screaming and <laughs> clapping and like they want you to be raunchier and crazier and, and sillier than you originally had planned. And all of a sudden you're just adding stuff and ad-libbing as you go along. I mean, there's such a built-in improv to all of this. I love, it's a big yes and. Live entertainment. It's, yeah, exactly. You talked about hurting cats. A lot of people have called trying to direct improv like hurting cats. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we do a lot of improv around here. And are you are you improvising vocally, ladies? Because verbally, because uh, we might have to have you come guest with Radio Star some night. That would be super fun. Yeah, I would try it. I got a mouth. It works. <laughs> I got a real big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> now, is there um, is there anything going on in the American burlesque movement right now that that you'd like to see uh, besides the the high money that we already talked about the the people with thirty thousand dollar props is there anything in the movement that you uh you'd like to see sh us shying away from or a little less of or any downside to it well when anything becomes popular um you spoke sure. about punk rock before it begins to be diluted sure um and there's really nothing that you can do about that 
you can't go back in time. Um, the only thing that I can suggest or encourage is for people to um, do as much research as they can for their uh, own inspiration. And um, it's great to learn from people. It's even better to become your own person. Um, so there's a lot, I mean, just from doing this for, you know, I've only been le doing this less than a decade, not even, you know, just barely half a decade. And um, I've seen so many people just take line by line, movement by movement, joke by joke, um, somebody, somebody else's act. Ooh. So, uh, but it's such a, it's such a blurry line. How do you say, sure. oh, I take my bra off that way, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So I, so basically, what I'm saying is that there's nothing you can do about the. That would be an interesting copyright, right? There's nothing that you can really do about the dilution of the burlesque in its the pure form of its revival, but um, you can add to it with um, your own inspired pieces. I mean, there are still some new punk rock bands that are awesome. You know, that's definitely. true. So and hopefully more every day. Yeah. That's so it, it is out there, and I encourage everybody to find it, support it, and be it. Now, you not only are uh, in the burlesque world, but you also have a, a film production effort, endeavor, yeah. mm -hmm. and that is uh, Lux Kilmore Entertainment, and you're noted for your campy horror burlesque style even there. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what you're working on with them. Um, my with girlfriend and I started Lux Kilmore Entertainment a couple of years ago, and it was a way for us to... Um, she's a filmmaker. My girlfriend, Val Kilmore, is an accomplished and um, demented filmmaker. <laughs> um, and I love her ideas. They're crazy and off the wall. And I have um, organizational skills and I know the right people. So we put these movies together. And um, in the year of 2007 to 2008, that year, we made one film every month, which is absolutely terrifying and horrible. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was a great exercise. We made a film in a month and we showed it the next month. Um, and we did that in New York with a humongous, lovely cast. And since we moved to San Francisco, we ma we have made one film called The Terror of Titty Town oh. about a woman who gets um, demonized breast implants that terrorize and demolish San Francisco. Um, Fabulous. We have a screening on July 11th at El Rio. Oh. Um, and hopefully you'll be seeing a lot more of these. It'll and we will look for it. Now, if there if there's a website people want to find for that, what is that? LuxKillmore.com, L-U-X-K-I-L-L-M-O-R-D, um, RedHotSpurless.com, DottieLux.com. It all works. We all have the internet, right? This is this is internet related. That is. We are <laughs> uh, we are uh, we are on the internet so where we hope you'll find us. And my dear Miss Honey, I know that uh, not only are you dancing and shimmer shimmying, but uh, you are a kitten with a whip, and you're not afraid to pull out a blade and use it again. Tell us a little bit about your martial arts expertise as well. Well, you know, I was really lucky enough, and it kind of started off as a barroom joke in which I met um, a friend of mine who, um, he had graduated Barnum and Bailey Circus School, and he had joked about how it would be really funny to teach me how to bullwhip, and I it was kind of on a dare 
And so we went into Alamo Square, and we, he busted out the bullwhip. He whipped me a few times just so I could see it was not that scary. And I just took it upon myself to learn with him. So I apprenticed under R.J. Owens. Um, and it's just been fantastic. I love it. And frankly, everyone loves a good bullwhip. I mean. True. Yeah. So I mean, you may say you don't, but we know the truth, right? Yeah, we all do. It's the sound, I, right? It yeah. is. It's that snap. Mm-hmm. It definitely, I think it does bring up um, people's belief systems around like whether or not this is fetishy or whatnot but ultimately I'm just doing this for fun I whip myself I try to infuse comedy into it um you know I like to snuff out cigarettes candles and I don't generally want to harm any humans right um but yeah so it's been it's definitely been fun um it's a fun experience learning and then in terms of just martial arts it's just something that I've always been interested in um I had the opportunity to live in Indonesia for a while and I just really just Amazing. Em- yeah. So I just really embraced a lot um, in my travels overseas that I took back over here with me. Now you have a two bladed side. Am I pronouncing that? Yes, that's what sort of gave. I think the o- uh, Oakland sort of embraced me as like Oakland's own version of Electra. Because that is what the <laughs> Oakland trip called you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they um, said uh, uh, she's the uh, a Marvel Comics version of Electra with a strip tease described as elaborate, graceful, and enticing. Yeah, I do some naughty bump and grind. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we all want to see that. And where can we find you, Miss Honey? Well, my next performance actually will um, be at El Rio at um, a benefit for the love of Candy. Um, and this is um, a benefit for Candy Cane. She's a blues performer that has yes, a... Yes, she is. She's a rare form of pancreatic cancer. And she just went through surgery. And she's going oh. through her recovery process. And so Lady Monster is producing a show. Um, in which we are going to raise, all proceeds will go to Candy Cane's Care. So we will all be performing to Candy Cane's music, um, and I'm really excited to debut a brand new number just for this show. And then following that, I'll be back on Red Hot Stage working with Dottie once again, which I'm really excited about. Um, And that will be, well, Red Hot's Burlesque is weekly. So it's every Friday night at El Rio. And I like to call it the hottest happy hour in town. Um, And so I would like to encourage everyone to come out because even if I'm not performing, I can guarantee it's a hot show. And it's every week so you can get addicted. Exactly. And it's the only place in San Francisco you can see weekly burlesque. And I have to give a huge shout out for Dottie on this one because as, as one of the few female producers in this community, um, I think it's just fabulous. I really love to support her efforts. Um, I think that it's just, it's important to me, I think, as a woman that's really embracing burlesque and, and this community that, um, that we see women that really take charge and produce a fabulous show that is something really worth seeing. I'm blushing. (laughs) (laughs) She is. It's kind of adorable, but with an edge. (laughs) Thank you for being with us. Our guests today have been the amazing Honey Lawless and the incomparable Dottie Lux. And uh, definitely check the website because we will have information. And if you're lucky, there might even be a naughty hot picture of these ladies up for you to see. (laughs) Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much for having us. It It was was a great time. Our pleasure. And I'll see you all later. (laughs) This has been a Cassandra's Call production.